This week in agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets had a choppy week this week. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says by Friday, traders were adding risk premium into the market. I think, you know, it started here uh, the middle of the week where we started to add some risk premium to the market. Uh, some concerning weather ahead of us uh, next 10 days look like basically the Midwest void of moisture, and then the heat really starts to turn up uh, east of the or west of the Mississippi, um, you know, for basically most of next week. So up till Thursday, and then things cool down again. Several factors at play during the grain trade this week. U.S. Commodity Chief Market Analyst Mark Schultz says technical traders seem to have the upper hand, especially in the corn market. Or you start closing below the 480 a couple times, and you're probably headed down to 465, and I wouldn't rule out that you could get uh, tough enough and maybe move down into the low fours, 410, 420 area could come into play on here. And for those who think that the corn can't do that, I would tell you to go look at what your wheat market has done uh, as that has fallen like a rock uh, in here in short order too. So it can, uh, it, don't underestimate how low it can go either at this juncture. Grain markets continued to push higher ahead of the weekend. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo said China was a key factor. China kind of broke the market towards the weather, I think. Uh, at the end of this week as we saw them defending their currency through some currency policy controls in their trading ban. And so I think that really has allowed the, the corn to join up more with the soybeans on weather here in this country, but it's also allowed, it, most importantly, the wheat to get off the, uh, the, the head of the corn to allow it to go into and trade more like a row crop instead of a financial asset like the wheat has been trading. To qualify for California's low carbon fuel standard or sustainable aviation fuel, a carbon score of 50 or below is required. Ethanol has a carbon score of 60 and does not qualify for those new markets. The carbon score can be lowered if ethanol plants remove the carbon dioxide and bury it. Former House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson, who's now an advisor for the American Carbon Alliance, says the ethanol industry may need carbon capture to survive. You know, the RFS that I put in, helped put in place back in 05 and 07 is 15 billion gallons. So that fueled the industry, but we hit that a couple of years ago. Now we're now at a 15 billion gallon and there is no more capacity there under the law. You've got a little bit of market that's available because of E15 uh, and using a little bit more uh, ethanol because of that. But most pumps in the United States do not accommodate E15, so it's not really a viable situation. So if, if, if ethanol is going to be able to grow, it's going to have to get into these new markets. And right now they cannot get in those markets unless they can deal with this carbon issue. Napoleon livestock owner Paul Bitts is looking forward to the fall feeder cattle run if early thing early prices are anything to go by. But Bitts says pasture conditions, uh, with as good as they are, it's going to be hard to say when that feeder run will begin. You can get a nine weight steer could bring two fifty two fifty five, uh, an eight weight steer uh, two fifty five each. Cattle market looks really good for this fall. It's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be the funnest time in. Uh, 28 years for me handing out uh, checks to the field bars this fall the way it looks right now. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. The North Dakota mill has been producing northern-grown spring wheat and durum flour since 1922. 
The mill now adds value to more than 30 million bushels per year. North Dakota mill employees take pride in the highest quality spring wheat and durum wheat products for the baking and pasta industries. Look for Dakota-made flour in 5, 10, and 25-pound packages, as well as pancake and bread machine mixes. Spring wheat and durum flour, superior quality, is what separates the North Dakota mill from the competition. From the Northern Plains to South America, World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. The region with 60 and 70 degree temperatures likely in many areas, perhaps even some temperatures near or slightly over 80 degrees will occur in South Dakota. We'll also have increasing southeast wind across the region tomorrow, especially the eastern Dakotas and Minnesota. A more generalized one taking place across the eastern Dakotas, Minnesota and Manitoba. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Since the approval of California's Proposition 12, other states have offered similar regulations. National Pork Producers Council President-elect Lori Stevermer says it's hard to pinpoint what legislative action to take to fix the effects of Prop 12. Massachusetts Question 3, which goes into effect August 23rd, has even stricter pork transportation laws. Stevermer says it's turning into a patchwork of regulations across states. So any pork that's in the system before that time can be sold. Uh, we're continuing to work with the Massachusetts to uh, address issues on transshipment. So the thing that's different about Massachusetts compared to California is that these rules affect the pork that ships through Massachusetts, even though it may not stay in that state. So, so then it starts to affect the New England states. So basically our latest agreement with the AG is that we're continuing to uh, find ways to redo those regulations so that that transshipment issue is, is addressed. American Farm Bureau Vice President and South Dakota Farm Bureau President Scott Vanderwall was at Dakota Fest this past week. He tells Red River Farm Network that Farm Bill continues to be the number one priority for the organization. We've been working very closely with the four principals uh, in Congress that are leading that effort and helping them understand how important it is not only to get it done, but get it done this year. The security of our ag industry is, uh, in turn, becomes national security to make sure that we can continue to feed ourselves and make sure that our industry is healthy and vibrant. So that's the main message. Uh, when you dig down a little bit, uh, crop insurance risk management programs are very, very important to our members. So that's at the top of the list. Vanderwall says that despite some differences, he expects a strong farm bill to be passed. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duval was also at Dakota Fest. Duval says when it comes to building the next farm bill, the biggest challenge is working with new members who have never written a farm bill before. And we have a focus on the policy part of it, which has to do with crop insurance, Title I, conservation, research and development, uh, and keeping the farm bill and nutrition program together. But we, we view the biggest challenge is we got 260 congressmen and senators that's never, never debated or voted on a farm bill before. And the challenge is, is telling them what value the farm bill has to them and their constituents. And, of course, uh, the farm bill reaches way beyond agriculture and, and really even beyond the nutrition and hunger. And, uh, and that, so we're spending a lot of time trying to make sure that they understand High Plains Processing is moving forward with the development of new multi-seed processing plant near Mitchell, South Dakota. This project is part of the South Dakota Soybean Processors Organization. The new plant will have the capacity to process 35 million bushels of soybeans each year. 
U.S. Senator Tina Smith visited Beijing, Minnesota farmer Mike Gunderson in his wheat field to discuss the new farm bill. Crop insurance and additional funding for trade promotion were cited as farm bill priorities. Gunderson, who is president of the Minnesota Association of Wheat Growers, is also seeking higher reference prices. Gunderson says it's a matter of parity. Gee, we looked at corn. You know, their cost of production in the last five years is probably at 90 percent of the reference prices. And, we, and soybeans is in the upper 80s. And we start looking at uh, wheat, you know, we're down in the, in the 70s. Yeah, and we just talked about, you know, we'd like to see wheat get closer to the, into the 80s or, well, I don't expect to get up to 90s, but I mean, if we get closer to those other commodities, then we'd at least be on a little more equal standings with uh, a couple of our other commodities, you know. And that's a look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The pass comes alive with the Western Minnesota Steam Threshers reunion September 1st through the 4th, Labor Day weekend at Rolog, Minnesota. The show is honoring the military and veterans and featuring military equipment. They'll be threshing, two parades daily, tractor pulls, kids activities, hundreds of demonstrations and exhibits on over 200 acres. Where your past is our present. The Western Minnesota Steam Threshers reunion, Labor Day weekend. For complete details, go to Rolog.com. That's Rolog.com. The Big Iron Farm Show will be held in West Fargo September 12th, 13th, and 14th. Join the Red River Farm Network near Acme, Tool Crib location, and the Food Court, or join us online at yourliveevent.com. Wednesday morning at 10.30, we'll be talking fertilizer prices with Josh Linville with Stonex. Marketing seminars will be held daily at 1.30. The Red River Farm Network forums are sponsored in part by Premium Egg Solutions, North Dakota Farmers Union, and Egg Country Farm Credit Services. We'll see you at Big Iron. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Temperatures will be on the rise and well above normal this weekend into early next week, especially in the central plains, the lower Mississippi River Basin, and the western Midwest. World Weather Incorporated forecasting a week to 10 days of hot and dry weather. The areas that are already short on soil moisture are most vulnerable to crop stress during the upcoming week. Forecasts continue to stay mostly dry with warmer, temping, uh, warmer trending temperatures. Better rains are expected late next week in the central and northern portions of Montana where the drought conditions continue. Shower and thunderstorm activity is possible in the western half of the region beginning Sunday and continuing through the end of August for the northern plains. Nebraska-based custom combiner J.C. Skemper just finished cutting a monster wheat crop near Great Falls, Montana. Skemper says that that area of Montana's Golden Triangle received some very timely rains. So some of the guys here in June were getting about an inch of inch of rain a week and just made out for just beautiful crops. So weed free, that's a big thing for us. No weeds in this crop at all like we saw down south where things were getting overripe down there with the rain delays and everything got weedy on us. This here's clean and high quality. So yeah, with the timely rains out here and, and some good fertilizer practices, yeah, they had an excellent crop. Near Gary, Minnesota, Corey Hansen says variable rains are building up to a variable wheat harvest in his area. Started on wheat last Thursday, right before the rain started. Got a good tandem load off. Wheat is highly variable in the field, but uh, the tandem load I took off, I'm thinking, you know, 40-ish maybe a little more, maybe 45, but it's not a real big wheat crop the first field I'm in. Just overall, typically, wheat is a cool season grass, 
um, it's like a cooler month of uh, May and June than we had. And, and when we had all that heat and pushed it along, you know, the wheat crop really didn't like it real well. And then with the lack of moisture in my area, um, it seemed like I couldn't buy a shower. I am, you know, it, 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 everything went around us. In the Kennedy, Minnesota area, Rob Running finished harvesting his barley. Ended up being uh, better than we were expecting. Uh, actually, a very nice barley crop. Uh, quality looks to be good. We haven't had it tested yet, but visually it looks really nice. Um, so we were pleasantly surprised by that. Of course, barley can, can handle some uh, drier conditions like we had throughout the summer better than uh, some of the other crops. But, yeah, that came off nice. Um, good yield, good quality. Running says the wheat crop is much more variable due to variable rainfall. Timely rain is also a factor for the wheat and barley crops in that Highwood, Montana area for Nebraska-based custom harvester Tracy Zarian. That's the thing that they keep saying is that, you know, it wasn't, they did everything that they always have. It's just that the rains came at the right time. And then they thought that maybe that the wheat, the winter wheat could have been even just a little bit more, except they got some rain in June that kind of made it go backwards so i'm not sure what that meant or how that would make your crop go backwards i didn't ask but yeah they just had the perfect time with the moisture according to the farm service agency there were three and a half million acres of prevent plant acres this year nationwide north dakota leading the nation at 918,000. that compares to nearly 2.4 million pp acres last year Texas has the second largest amount of prevent plant with 842,000 acres. South Dakota third at 337,000 acres. Let's look at weather. This Week in Agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Attention sugar beet growers. Very best discounts are available now on new 2024 sugar beet harvesters and defoliators from Amity Technology. Contact your authorized Amity Technology dealer to see how Very Best Discounts can affect your price and lock in product availability. Very Best Discounts are available now through September 1st, 2023. Contact your Amity Technology dealer today. Field proven solutions from Amity Technology. Keep up to date on this year's harvest right here on the Red River Farm Network. Listen to Harvest Hotline Monday through Friday at 1237 on most of these Red River Farm Network stations. Harvest Hotline is sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Amity Technology, and the North Dakota Mill. We'll talk with custom combiners, elevator managers, agronomists, and farmers about harvest progress, yields, and quality. It's Harvest Hotline, a daily feature on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.